Hey everybody, this is Fred Ricciani of the TSC News Podcast. I sincerely appreciate y'all checking us out. For those wondering how you can access us, we're everywhere. Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it, we're on it. We also have an official YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the sports courier. Or you could just search my name, Fred Ricciani, or TSC News. Be sure to enable notifications so you never miss an update. We're also on Instagram at TSC News, Twitter at Sports Courier, Facebook.com slash the Sports Courier. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the latest TSC audio. TSC keeping it casual here on this Sunday night because it is well after midnight here on the East Coast. We just witnessed WrestleMania 38 night two. Overall, I got to say, one of the all-time great WrestleMania. It's kind of hard to judge, you know, as a, as a collective because there were two nights. I will say this, while I was entertained by night two, night one was just on another level in terms of Cody's return, Austin's return, just you know, a very emotional night for sure. And, and it just insane. I mean, ending with Steve Austin winning his first match in 19 years. Uh, you know, f- retiring properly in Dallas, Texas, where he started his career. Cody Rhodes coming back, having an incredible match with Seth Rollins. Bianca Belair finally gained the big win over Becky Lynch. I mean, there was just so many payoffs. It was, it was just incredible. It was almost like the perfect event, in my humble opinion. And then you had night two, which was a little bit of a mixed bag, but still pretty damn entertaining. So let's, let's talk about the top of the show, right? What's the one thing everybody's tuning in to see? Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. Now, it's been a pretty epic rivalry over the course of seven years now. I can't say they've had too many classic matches. If you go back and actually watch the WrestleMania 31 match before Seth Rollins cashes in, that was probably their best match. And it probably would have been actually the best time to have put over Roman Reigns back in the day. But, hey, what happened happened. So, anyway, I was watching this with my dad. He was rooting hard for Brock Lesnar. I was rooting for Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns did get the win, but it was kind of a weird finish at the end. So they had a ref bump, and what happened was Roman Reigns, of course, took advantage of this. Low-blowed Brock Lesnar, which Brock Lesnar sold great, as any man would, and then hit him with the title belt. Brock kicked out. Uh, this felt very much like some of their other WWE matches, where like main event matches, where it's kind of like a, a WWE 2K. Like you're just spamming moves, suplexes, all that jazz. And then Roman Reigns goes for a spear. I think it was like the third spear of the, of the night. And Roman gets caught in a Kimura. And he tells Paul Heyman that his uh, arm or or shoulder is dislocated. Now, I don't know if he was just selling it really well or if it was really dislocated or not, but it was just a weird moment, right? And Paul Heyman's begging him, Tribal Chief, you could do it, Tribal Chief. And all of a sudden, I'm wondering, who's the actual baby face here? Is it the the guy who's, you know, Mufasa down and Simba's like, well, I'm on, or is is it Brock Lesnar, the big badass Viking? So anyway... Roman gets out of the Kimura, hits a spear, I believe it was a spear, like, ab- just abruptly, pins Brock, one, two, three, that's it. And abrupt finish aside, pretty good action. In terms of bell to bell, I wouldn't say it was worthy of a super classic, legendary WrestleMania match. I would say it's more of a legendary moment in the sense that Roman Reigns is now the WWE Champion and the Universal Champion. His historic run continues well over 500 days you know, as Michael Cole has said at nauseum, the only guys who've had longer reigns are Bob Backlund, Pedro Morales, Hulk Hogan, and Bruno freaking San Martino. Shout out to the New York legend. So, yeah, crazy. But, you know, this sets up the future, right? The rumor is that it's going to be The Rock 
versus Roman Reigns. And I'm really surprised that we didn't at least get a tease of that. I'm surprised that The Rock didn't come out. Didn't Even if he didn't come out in a segment with Roman Reigns, if he didn't at least like come out during the Austin and McMahon segment, something, because his family was there, and The Rock did tweet out, WrestleMania, high emojis. So a man can dream, I guess. I guess maybe he doesn't. I guess maybe The Rock wants to be a good promoter and not promise something that he cannot deliver. And look, let's keep it real here. These films pay a lot more money than WWE does. There's a lot more at stake at this stage of his life and career to be available for Black Adam and for whatever else these studios need him for, including his own, than WrestleMania. As great as it would be to see him in a real match, not just you know, engaging in some physical contact. So we will see what happens there. But yeah, Roman Reigns, your new WWE champion, your universal champion still, the unified champion, I have a feeling that he's only going to hold the titles for a couple of months before vacating either the DDB title or the Universal title. I have a feeling it's going to be the DDB title because he's going to want to preserve that Universal title run that's over 500 days. And from there, I guess, you know, we'll see what happens. I'll make a, I don't say a bold prediction, but, you know, a mild prediction, all right? I think Roman Reigns will hold the titles for at least a couple months. I think he'll vacate the DDB title. And I think the main event of Money in the Bank won't be the Money in the Bank briefcase. I think it'll actually be, instead of the briefcase, it'll be the WWE Championship on the line in a ladder match. Now, I wouldn't do that personally. I'd do a tournament, you know, the proper way, and just have a one-on-one match, and whoever's the winner is WWE Champion. But knowing WWE and how they like chaos and everything, and they do have a huge Money in the Bank event coming up, uh, I think that's what they're going to do. Or they'll do a tournament. Tournament final will be at Money in the Bank at, at Allegiant Stadium. And on top of that, of course, they'll have the two Money in the Bank ladder matches. So we have not one, not two, but three marquee matches, plus I guess four or five if you include the two other women's matches. So keep that in mind. And Mr. Racer, shouts to my guy, says, I'm going to Money in the Bank. So, hey, it could happen. I'm just saying. Bold, you know, I will make one bold prediction. I think by Money in the Bank, Cody Rhodes will be WWE champion. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll look like an ass, but... That's my prediction. So anyway, y'all know what happened in the main event. You can tell by the thumbnail of this video. You could tell because I just told you. So let's go to the top of the show. Or I guess the beginning of the show. RK Bro defeated the Street Profits and Alpha Academy in a triple threat match to retain the Raw Tag Team titles. Fantastic opener. This is awesome. Montez Ford is a beast. He is a future main event star. Nothing against, against Angelo Dawkins. He's a fantastic talent as well. But Montez Ford has something. I'll tell you this right now. Like, if this guy's not world champion in the next five years, something, or at least like a main event guy, something went terribly wrong. Like, this dude, I don't know. He just, it's crazy. He's got like the athleticism. He's got just, just insane athleticism. He, seriously, the guy can fly. He's, he's nuts. And to me, like a good comparison, I mean, you can compare him to his wife because Bianca Belair is incredible and she's like the total package. I don't know. He's just, he's just nuts with the athleticism. I guess, you know, Ricochet's pretty athletic too. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Shelton Benjamin in his prime. And even now, Shelton Benjamin's still, you know, pretty, pretty freaking awesome. I wish Rico and, and Shelton got a WrestleMania spot. You know, I remember back in the day, like I was a huge Shelton Benjamin fan in high school, and I wanted Shelton Benjamin to go to all the way to the top, and it just for whatever reason never happened. And you know, the knock on him was, well, he could do all the spectacular moves, and he could have great matches, but you know, he's not great on the mic. And I was just like, why not give him a chance? Well, Montez Ford 
is a guy that has, you know, prime Shelton Benjamin athleticism, raw skill, you know, real tough guy if you know his actual background. And on top of that, the dude can talk on the mic. So I do hope and pray that within the next five years, we're talking about Montez Ford main eventing at WrestleMania. That dude is an absolute stud. Out of the ring, he carries himself great. Him and Bianca Belair, just phenomenal ambassadors of the company. But ultimately, it was RK-Bro's time to win here. And it was nuts. Montez Ford went up top. Uh, he, I guess he was going for a dive. Uh, Matt Riddle caught him for his own RKO. And then I believe it was Chad Gable who was going up top. And Orton RKO'd him from the air. One, two, three. And afterwards, RK-Bro... The Street Profits, uh, they celebrated. And then they invited Gable Stevenson. Gable Stevenson, the Olympic gold medalist, came in, was celebrating with everybody. Uh, a little awkward. Um, if I don't want to bring down the mood of this recap. I would just say that no matter what you think, if you Google Gable Stevenson 2019, uh, he was accused of sexual assault at a party. And uh, he got off due to a technicality, due to intoxication, consent. I'm not going to get into it. That's a totally separate video. But, yeah, I don't know if Debbie read the room correctly or the stadium correctly because uh, a lot of people on Twitter seem to uh, pick that up as well. So, anyway, get that out of the way. Chad Gable comes in, interrupts the whole thing. Uh, Gable Stevenson rips off his shirt, suplexes Chad Gable. Gable suplexes Gable, and... Yeah, it seems like they're strapping a rocket to this kid. And again, no matter how you feel about the background and, and you know some of the stuff on his Wikipedia page, uh, they are very high on him. I think it's a little too much too soon, though. You know, I think people forget that Kurt Angle didn't just debut and was automatically great. Yeah, he was a prodigy, but he had a lot of work with Dory Funk Jr. He got to work with the late, great Owen Hart. And he had a lot of great workers to work with. Not that there aren't great workers who can help Gable al along the way, but... Yeah, the guy needs some time in NXT, man. He needs some freaking seasoning. It's, it's, it's crazy. I think it's, it, it is a little too fast. And if you want more viewers for NXT and you're keeping his name and you want to capitalize off of the Olympics fame, which, by the way, NBC Universal owns the rights to and also owns the rights to Raw and NXT, why wouldn't you just put him on NXT and drive up the viewership for NXT? I don't know. Uh, makes those, I mean, it makes sense. I know what they're going for. But uh, I feel like they're kind of setting, again, whether you like him or not, I feel like they're kind of setting him up unintentionally for failure. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, I should also mention, too, that right at the top of the show, Triple H came out and did his trademark pose and everything in the suit. If you don't know, the poor guy had to retire due to a major heart condition, almost suffered heart failure, almost died last year. Uh, God bless him. He, he looks healthy or as healthy as, as a guy with a pacemaker and all that jazz can be. And, yeah, this trademark pose and everything was very emotional. He said, thank you. And he said, welcome to WrestleMania, Pyro and everything. And then he left his boots in the middle of the ring, which is symbolic of, well, that he's done. And so, yeah, I didn't expect it. I, I got a little emotional yesterday. I didn't expect to get emotional tonight. And, yeah, look, you know, we all have our valid criticisms of Triple H in his legendary career. But at the end of the day, the guy has had an incredible career one of the greatest of all time, son-in-law or not, the guy's one of the greatest of all time, greatest, one of the greatest heels of all time, fantastic freaking worker. You know, he, he left an incredible impact, and with NXT as well, I know it didn't end well with the black and yellow era, 
Uh, but man, that guy you know, paved the way for a whole lot of people. He learned from the best of them, of course, uh, the late, great Dusty Rhodes, Harley Race. I mean, the guy is, no pun intended, was truly, and is truly still a, a student of the game. So uh, God bless him. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a father first and foremost, and uh, I wish him the best. And yeah, I'm really glad he had that moment. We had Bobby Lashley pin Omos, and <laughs> this was okay for what it was. Bobby Lashley made him look good, uh, but ultimately it's Bobby Lashley who got the pin. So good for Bobby Lashley. Omos uh, gets his first defeat. I didn't mind this. I'm an unapologetic Bobby Lashley Mark fanboy. I'm a huge Bobby Lashley fan. I'm so happy that these last few years have been the best of his career in his freaking 40s. But if we're trying to make some new stars... Would it have made sense if, you know, Braun Breaker, Rick Steiner's son, who just lost to Dolph Ziggler at Santa Deliver, wouldn't it have made more sense if Braun Breaker debuted here and beat Omos? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Wouldn't it have made more sense if maybe Omos had an open challenge and it was either Ricochet or Finn Bauer, who, you know, are the current IC and United States champions who didn't even sniff a spot on the WrestleMania card? Wouldn't that have made more sense? At least for Ricochet, who's still a relatively young guy. Just saying. Maybe Cameron Grimes could have gotten an upset. Maybe Solo Sokoa. Maybe Carmelo Hayes. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Even L.A. Knight, who's not exactly a young guy, but he'd be new on the main roster. Like, I don't know. I, th- I feel like there was a low-key missed opportunity here, but we'll see what happens. Johnny Knoxville pinned Sami Zayn. And in terms of just pure entertainment value... Pure entertainment value. A match of the year candidate. This was nuts. Sami Zayn gave Knoxville so much. And Knoxville took some punishment too. But there was a hand trap where Sami was chasing him outside. And a hand just, a giant hand just smacked him. The best way I could describe this match is if Home Alone was a match. If this was booked by Kevin McAllister, uh, this would have been... Like, uh, the Home Alone of matches. Epic. Epic. Uh, they had the various jackass characters. My personal favorite, Wee Man, was there. Wee Man's body slam Sami Zayn. And, and finally, after going through a table with mouse traps, after getting hit with mouse traps, after being body slammed by Wee Man, Sami Zayn gets slammed on a giant mouse trap. One, two, three. Johnny Knoxville got the win. That, that was some epic stuff, and I thought this feud was going to be typical garbage. You know, I, I don't know. I just at first when Johnny Knoxville cut that promo about the whole you know Royal Rumble and everything else, I thought like, okay, this is this feels kind of like a Drew Carey kind of deal. Like, are the people going to pop for Johnny Knoxville? Like, I got love for Johnny Knoxville. You know, I saw somebody post like I think I think it was a Taryn on on Twitter who posted you know Johnny Knoxville top ten white people dead or alive, and I agree with that. Like, he's definitely in, like, that Tony Hawk, like, echelon. Like, unless something's unearthed about him that's, like, problematic, like, he's top 10 white people. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't feeling it. And then he was great in the Royal Rumble. Sami Zayn did amazing mic work. They went back and forth on social media, giving away each other's phone numbers. Sami getting kicked out of the jackass forever. You know, red carpet deal. And then it led to this match. They delivered. Look. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, they deserve all the bonuses. They deserve all the money. They deserve all the love. They both did a phenomenal job leading up to WrestleMania freaking weekend. So, my goodness. Incredible. 
Sasha Banks and Naomi defeated Queen Zelina and Carmella, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and Natalya and Shayna Baszler to win the WWE Women's Tag Team titles. Pretty good little match here. I enjoyed it. And Sasha Banks finally breaks the WrestleMania losing streak. Naomi is finally a champion again. These tag titles have not been booked very well, but I have high hopes after this. And shout out to Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley looking phenomenal with that. I guess it's supposed to be Batman cosplay. I know, I know Rhea, or Liv Morgan was dressed as Catwoman. Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. Uh, Rhea Ripley, so I guess supposed to be emo Robert Pattinson, but she did have kind of like a Donnie Darko mask on. So, but hey, look good. Edge beat AJ Styles. Uh, really good match. Kind of weird though. Kind of weird though because, you know, I, if, unless I missed it, I don't think Damian Priest actually physically interfered. He just showed up at the end to distract AJ. Edge his spear. One, two, three. Pinned AJ. And afterwards, Damien looked at AJ. AJ looked at Damien. Oh, I'm sorry. Edge looked at Damien. Damien looked at Edge. And they walked out together. And if you don't know, shout out to Fightful. Uh, they reported that Edge is forming some type of stable. Maybe a new brood, as in the words I'm putting it in. Uh, with Damian Priest, I think maybe Rhea Ripley could get involved. Maybe Liv Morgan. So, interesting stuff here. But I enjoyed it for what it was. AJ was cut on the face to uh, enter the ring. I thought he maybe got like beat up or something before the fight or before the match. But uh, according to Dave Meltzer, it was the pyro, the entrance that cut him. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the new brood. And my guy Steven the Dude says, I also thought new brood. Patrice Wilson says the main event was the most mediocre match on the show. Bro, that Vince McMahon Pat McAfee match was was pretty damn mediocre. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, unfortunate Finlay says unfortunate finish, but overall great WrestleMania. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I think the finish was fine. It's a little abrupt. I thought the right guy won. I also predict Cody Rhodes will win the title in, at SummerSlam in Nashville. All right, all right. There you go. Is SummerSlam in Nashville? All right, Music City. That's cool. Okay, let's see. T. Sullivan, I, I laughed and, and cried at the drunk stunner of Vince McMahon. Yeah, Vince McMahon took the stunner, and we can get to that in a second. But Vince McMahon took the stunner that looked like, I don't know, this dude's knees like bent backwards. Like I, I, Somebody should check on him. Dude needs to hang him up. We had, God, they, they could have just left this match off the show. So Sheamus and Rich Holland defeated the New Day. The New Day came out, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, that is. In uh, Big E tights, Big E's style tights, in tribute to their, their guy who unfortunately broke his neck. WWE feels the need to keep showing this stupid ass footage. It's horrific. Stop showing it. It's traumatic. A guy nearly died. I don't think we need to see it all the time, okay? Stop it. So they had a match. I don't even remember the finish. All I know is one of the guys got pinned. One of the New Day guys got pinned. One, two, three. Wikipedia has this at a minute 40 seconds. I know Kofi Kingston lost to Brock Lesnar in six seconds, and you can make the strong argument that after being on ESPN and twerking on Fox and Friends, that that was probably the lowest point of his career. Uh, but I don't know. This is pretty low. Sheamus and Rich Holland just... Oh, no, they pinned Xavier Woods. Okay, but still. Still, this is a pretty low point. And then afterwards, Butch, a.k.a. Pete Dunne, just beat up poor Xavier... Pulled out his braids, beat him up some more. Yeah. The, I'm happy these guys got an appearance, especially Pete Dunn. Uh, 
But I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I guess their paycheck will reflect that that you know they were on WrestleMania. But this was an embarrassment. Pat McAfee defeated Austin Theory uh, via pinfall. Really good match. Pat McAfee is a natural. I love the fact that he literally just wears a black tank top, you know, black pants. He's Pat McAfee. It's great. But then we had Vince McMahon, who, by the way, introduced Austin Theory. I don't know what the hell he sees in Austin Theory, but he introduced him. Vince McMahon ripped off his shirt, ripped off his tie, had the old school tank top on, looking jacked. I mean, he also looked like a freaking walker from The Walking Dead, but still jacked. And he proceeded to go four minutes with Pat McAfee. Austin Theory was interfering. Referee didn't do anything because it's the boss. And Vince just pinned him one, two, three. What? They could have gone like a minute. Then, after an excessive amount of showboating, an exorbitant amount of just walking around, showing off, you know, Pat, uh, Austin and, and Vince even took a selfie. Steve Austin comes out, stuns Austin Theory. He sells it great. They have a beer together. He stuns Vince McMahon, and Vince McMahon just goes like, I, I don't even, I can't even do it. It's just like, like he stu- like no, first he kicked Vince, and Vince was stumbling like he was drunk. Then he tried to stun uh, Vince McMahon. This is, by the way, even, an even worse stunt on, than on the freaking uh, Klansman Donald Trump at, at WrestleMania 23. It was even worse than that. It was, it, like, at least that, he sort of got like the head and, the, and like the toupee, you know, and whatever, you know, the clan hood. But no, in, the, in this one, he just, he went for the stunner, sort of got Vince McMahon's head, Vince McMahon's like, like this, like, I don't know what he's doing. Some kind of like, I don't know if he's listening to Beyonce in his head. He's just like this. And his knees just like, I don't know what happened to his knees. Like, if you ever see a viral video of like the independent wrestler, a poor kid who entered like the ring and his knees just like bent the other way and broke his legs. God bless him. Uh, that that kind of looked like what happened to Vince McMahon. Presumably he's okay. But it looked horrific. And then afterwards, <laughs> McAfee and Austin are celebrating. He stuns McAfee. McAfee sells it great and does the, the, the old Shane McMahon sell where he stuns him and he spits the beer out. <laughs> that was great. So I was happy Austin got that moment, but this went way too long. You could have easily put a U.S. title match on here. You could have easily put an IC title match on here, give your title some love. Honestly, you could have just had like even like Finn Bauer and Ricochet in like a fun champion versus champion match or even like a tag match. Like You could have... You could put these guys in like a tag team match or something. I know in different brands, but it's WrestleMania. Just something. It was kind of embarrassing to not see Finn Bauer and Ricochet on here. That was kind of sad, in my opinion. Anyway, Darkus says, Vince, Butch, we're finally going to call you up to the main roster, but my name's Pete Dunn. Vince, did I stutter? Frank Rivera says, it was so stupid. Vince kicked a football at Pat McAfee and pinned him. That's right. He punted, he punted a football, if you want to call it that, at Pat McAfee and pinned him. After Pat McAfee sold for an exorbitant amount of time. It was so stupid. Frank says, main event was anticlimactic, but they had to be out of the building in five minutes. Yeah, it seemed like it. Mr. Loki thinks Brock versus Roman was trash. I don't know about that, but yeah, it was, it was rough. And then finally, we had the main event, as I mentioned. This went a little over 12 minutes. Roman Reigns pinned Brock Lesnar to unify the Universal and WWE Championships. I don't think this is the biggest match in WrestleMania history. But if you want to talk about in terms of 
you know, WWE's markets. Well, actually, I don't even say that because you know, AEW has a lot of market share too now, but not like WWE. I guess if you want to talk about biggest match in WWE history in terms of the company's more valuable than ever by default, given their TV deals and, and being publicly traded, then yeah, I guess so. If you're talking about biggest match ever, I mean, no, it wasn't Hogan Andre. Um, it wasn't Rock and Austin WrestleMania 17. It wasn't uh, The Rock versus John Cena back to back. You know, it, w- it was not that. But, you know, hey, they got to market it. The, the goal is to make Roman Reigns larger than life. He is larger than life. And, yeah, we'll see what happens here. But, honestly, I, I could definitely see Roman Reigns, even though he's on God mode. I could also see him go to Hollywood on God mode. You won't get the same, you know, instant feedback, instant gratification like you do from the fans. But, I mean, this dude is, is going to be Hollywood bound very soon. He He's incredible. And Brock was great in his role, too. But... Yeah, I, I think they got to stop running it back with Brock and Roman at this point. They may do it for WrestleMania Backlash, if I recall correctly. Brock is advertised for WrestleMania Backlash, but I would, yeah, I would not. So let's go to some more of the feedback here. Hope fans stop crapping on, I'll say it, I'll, I'll keep it PG. Stop crapping on celebs wrestling. Yeah, I got to say, these recent string of celebs, Logan Paul, Bad Bunny, Johnny Knoxville, y'all killed it. You did a hell of a job. You know, gone are the days of Drew Carey. You did a great job. Uh, what can I say? You know, um, okay, some people are, are saying, who's next for Roman? I guess you could do Seth, but Seth just lost, and he lost. he's lost like three straight matches, but you could have him win a qualifier. Uh, Cody's going to be on Raw, and I think they're going to keep him on Raw. You know, the USA Network and Fox and maybe very protective of their stars. I, I don't think they're going to be crossing over anytime soon again, unless they do another draft. But I don't think they're going to be doing. Uh, I don't think they're going to be doing another draft. So, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens there. Just checking some of the other headlines. Um, Cody Rhodes is going to be speaking on Raw, so we will hear from him for the first time in six years in WWE. Um, as I mentioned, Damian Priest is aligned with Edge. And, uh, yeah, Boog says he's uh, grateful for all the love and support. He, unfortunately, suffered a torn quad, which freaking sucks. So, God bless him. Hope he's okay. Hope he gets back to it soon. Telvin, what's up, my guy? Fellow Raider. Well, I'm not really a Raiders fan, but the, our resident Ra- Raiders fan, I should say. Uh, WWE did New Day Dirty. Lashley versus Roman. I got a drink on that one. You know, Lashley versus Roman could be interesting. Hmm. They would have to make some type of... I mean, not that Diddy really cares, but I think they'd have to make some type of trade. You know, I don't know who. Maybe you trade uh, Drew. Actually, Drew McIntyre. He just got a big win. He's been relatively protected. You did Drew McIntyre versus Roman a, a couple years back, but it's been a while. So, yeah, I guess you could, you could keep Roman preoccupied with Drew. If you have to do Roman versus Brock again, I guess you could do it. But I would move past that at, at this point. I'm trying to think who else would be, like, even... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess... Yeah, I, I, I guess you could, do, uh, you could do Drew McIntyre up until Money in the Bank. Whoever wins the Money in the Bank, that can make things interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Veer versus Roman. Yo, uh, Veer's apparently supposed to debut tomorrow. Yeah, I, I believe tomorrow. 
or I guess today, since it's on the East Coast, sorry, Monday. V- Listen, I don't know if yours is a modicum of a good worker, but that dude has a great look. Like, if you look at him on Instagram, like, this dude is a handsome-ass man, okay? Respectfully speaking, he's a handsome-ass man. He's got style. He looks like a star. So if he can wrestle at least half as well as he looks, like, I think they might have something with this guy, especially now that he actually has a last name. But he's supposed to be on Raw, not SmackDown. So we'll see. But as always, uh, plans could change. In in some way, I kind of think that maybe they should have protected Omos. You know, like I, I think in some way, maybe Omas should have beaten Lashley. Oh, Lashley could have always gotten the win back. And then maybe, even though I know it would have been be a crappy match, but just to get it out of the way, since you've protected him for a year, I would have actually had Omas maybe wrestle Roman Reigns at one point or whoever's the world champion at one point. Just get it out of the way. Like John Cena wrestled great Kali. You know, where's Roman Reigns' great Kali? He's got, he's got to wrestle a great Kali type, right? Like Cena in 2007. So... But uh, I guess maybe they could do that. But the ship already sailed there. Okay, Roman versus Funaki. Nah. <laughs> Drew just got to build his character up. Because he can't talk on the mic to save his life. Debates on camera. I disagree. I think Drew is a pretty damn good promo. I think he's just giving some crappy material. Okay, Finley says, pretty sure Roman got injured. That's what made it a quicker finish. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Noe Lara, all bouts to the Tribal Chief. I will acknowledge the Tribal Chief. Acknowledged. Cody versus Finn would be a good program if Finn is a heel. Yeah, I don't know. I would like to see Cody in the main event picture, and I think he's going to be there. Uh, but Finn and Cody would be would be really good. Uh, but yeah, but Finn, yeah, actually Finn, you know, Finn and Cody would be fine for now. American Nightmare, U.S. Champion. Yeah, that makes sense. And of course, it's the belt that his daddy had, so that makes a, a lot of sense right here. Uh, just checking to see if there's anything else that has been going on that I may have missed because you know. A lot, a lot of stuff here. Uh, oh, Conor McGregor is is begging to be on WrestleMania. I am not a Conor McGregor fan. You know, this dude. All I can say is, you know, I do you think Gable Stevenson's problematic? This dude's had multiple essay allegations. He was just arrested for like speeding or something in Ireland. He punched an elderly man. He's insulted. He insulted the Muslim, you know, you know Islam. Um, you know, he got his ass kicked by Habib. I don't know. I don't know. Um, he's a huge star. It makes financial sense for WWE to bring him in next year, but I, nah, I'm, I'm, I am over Conor McGregor. I'll just leave it at that. So, uh, we'll see from there. Where do you think Seth Rollins fits in? I don't know. I don't know. Good question. Good question. I would... You know, you could have done Seth in a world title match. You didn't need to unify the titles. I think Seth versus Big E had Big E not been injured, which I believe was the original plan, would have been awesome. But such is life. Oh, Randy versus Roman? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. You Duh, dual champion. You can go on any brand. That makes sense. You know what? Randy versus Roman would be good. Uh, Drew... I guess, you know what? You could technically do Cody versus Roman because Roman's a unified champion. I forgot about that. But then you'd have to beat Cody, and I would not beat Cody. I would not beat Cody right now. But that is a big match. That is true. And that would be a very Vince McMahon thing to do to take the opposition's biggest star or one of their biggest stars and beat them right away. So that could be possible. Interesting. interesting. We'll see what happens. Ah, oh, somebody says maybe Ciampa 
could be the new brood. I like that. I like that. Chop at his last match in NXT. I'm assuming he's going to be debuting on, uh, on Raw on the main roster officially, finally. What a difference some a few years makes, right? He dyes his beard. He trims it a little bit. He gets a, you know, a little bit better of a tan. And guy looks like five years younger. Looks incredible. So we'll see what happens. But, folks, I'm going to get on out of here. As you know, I don't always do a lot of these things. But I had to talk about WrestleMania and chop it up with everybody. Just want to send a, a special shout-out to all of you. You guys are amazing. I want to send a shout-out to all my folks in the wrestling space. Shout-out to Wilkins and Jobber Tears Podcast for getting that Spotify gig. That is incredible. Shout-out to my guys, the Public Enemies Podcast, who I believe are on live right now as we speak, as I'm recording this on YouTube Live. So please check them out. Tell them Fred sent you. Shout-out to my homie Deborah God, Brian Berry, my dude Bing 2020 Podcast, the Quincy Jones Show, my buddy Matt Speaks Wrestling, the list goes on and on. Steffi B, Wrestling in Color. If you haven't checked out a very underrated podcast, Wrestling in Color, fan-freaking-tastic stuff. Wrestling While Black. So many great, great fellow creators out there. My guy, Julian Cannon, Alternative Minds. Yeah, love all you guys. My, my friend, it's Samira. She's awesome. She's currently in Dallas right now. She is killing it, fellow Lebanese homie. So, yeah, just really happy to see a lot of creators thriving, flourishing. It makes me really happy. When I first came up in the space, it was a lot of jaw jacking. A lot of dudes were douchebags and didn't want to collaborate. And I see so many people succeeding. I love it. There is room for everybody here. But if you want to follow me in my exploits, maybe you want to check out some of the interviews I do. I just did an interview with my guy, Diamond Dallas Page. We talked Cody Rhodes. We talked his new Netflix series, everything else. Check that out on this channel. All you got to do is click the subscribe button, youtube.com slash the sports courier. If you're listening on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, click that follow button. I'll have more interviews to come. I also did an interview a few months back with Cody and Brandy Rhodes, and it's a little interesting in retrospect, so you might want to check that out. Recently did an interview with Mark Henry. I have my other channel, youtube.com slash TSC Gaming, where I interview Marvel actors, DC actors, Actors on actors, the list goes on and on, so check all that out. But until then, it is like 1 a.m. in the East Coast. I bid you adieu. Love y'all. Thank you so much. Eid Mubarak to my homies celebrating Ramadan. And, uh, yeah, God bless everybody. Hope you're all doing well, and let's hope for an awesome spring in pro wrestling. Peace.